Do you want an amazing marriage? Are you ready to take your marriage to the next level? Then stick around for your Marriage Matters podcast with Marriage Coach Lynn. Let's put some fun and sizzle into your relationship. Welcome to a new series. This will be a different series where we'll have one original episode, this one, along with other previously posted episodes that together form divorce proofing strategies. Check my website, marriagecoachlynn.com, Facebook page, Marriage Coach Lynn, and YouTube channel, Marriage Coach Lynn, for priceless info on how to save your marriage when you're at your lowest point. Today's episode is called Hanging by Threads, What to Do When Your Marriage is in Crisis. First, I'd like to say, don't wait until your marriage is dying to seek help. Would you wait until you're on your deathbed to seek improvement? Or do you seek remedies as maladies arise? Do you schedule periodic physicals, make an appointment if you've had chronic headaches or back pain, or do you hope things will go away? Likewise, it would be wise to do oil changes and tune-ups on your marriage so that you don't end up in a prolonged state of winter. Sometimes though, couples find themselves in an unhappy state of marriage. Today, we'll talk about what you can do if your marriage is hanging by threads. How do you know if your marriage is hanging by threads? Obvious observations include if you hardly talk to your spouse, if there's a lot of tension, contempt, ridicule, or disrespect in your relationship. Maybe one of you is not sleeping in the same room. Maybe your sex life is non-existent and you can't stand to be around your spouse. Perhaps you love your spouse, but aren't in love with your spouse. Maybe annoyances have escalated to the point where you want to be apart from your spouse more often than together. The distance is noticeable when you compare it to the early years of your marriage. You experience a combination of loneliness, alienation, disappointment, depression, or even despair of a failed relationship. Your dreams of a happy marriage have been shattered, maybe long ago. You don't feel a connection or warmth with your spouse. You feel as if you don't know your spouse anymore and your two ships passing in the night. You feel alone as if your partner doesn't have a clue about what's going on with you. He or she doesn't understand you and maybe doesn't care anymore. You might treat each other rudely and fantasize about a better life without your spouse. When we're stuck, we tend to think, get out now and move on. We want life to be easy, enjoyable, predictable, controlled, pain-free, and happy. We're future-focused and want to manipulate our lives to get what we want when we want. We are masters at eliminating hardship and we prefer to take the easy way out. If we don't bail out and leave the seemingly impossible situation, what can we do? we can start making emergency marriage repairs. Start today with gentle, loving acts, kind words, kind deeds. Make the first move, even if it is odd or uncomfortable. Change in relationship requires change in behavior, and that means leaving your comfort zone or your habit zone. Think about the strengths you have as a couple and imagine what it would be like without the oneness you've enjoyed for many years. Admit that there was a time 
where together you were better than being apart. Hug more often. Express gratitude for your partner and your life. Pray. Keep in mind that the goal is to get your relationship to a level of maintenance and eventually a thriving point. For now, you're trying to inch it forward. And every inch matters and counts. It's tough when one partner says, I'm done, I don't care, I want a divorce. Many divorces occur because one spouse is done with the marriage. I'm sorry about that. It takes one to ruin a marriage, but it also takes one to make small steps in trying to influence change. It takes two to build a thriving marriage, but oftentimes it can take one spouse to have an impact on the other. Are you that one spouse? If your partner is completely done with the marriage, ask him or her for just 20 minutes of conversation and cooperation, just 20 minutes. It's not much if you've been together for many years. Here's what you can do. It's called saving your marriage in 30 days. And I came up with a few questions that should really help you if they're answered honestly. Start the conversation off with, what's it like being married to me? Each of you answer the following questions separately and then come together for a discussion. What does marriage mean to me? That's the first one. Number two, what's one thing I can do to save this marriage? Each answer separately and then reveal to each other your answer. Listen to your spouse. Number three, what am I willing to do to change myself for the betterment of our marriage? Then spend a week or month doing it. After the week or month, discuss if you followed through. Number four, ask your partner, what can I do that would make you want to stay in this marriage with me? Each of you agree on something and then do it. Do you believe that happiness is the byproduct of making someone else happy or serving others? As Henry Ford once said, don't find fault, find a remedy. It's easy to blame someone else and to not take a good look at ourselves, but change starts with us. Don't find fault, find a remedy. Everyone should get married with the idea that divorce is not an option. Keep in mind that divorce is not an option. Let me repeat the questions. What's it like being married to me? What does marriage mean to me? What's one thing I can do to save this marriage? What am I willing to do to change myself for the betterment of our marriage? What can I do that would make you want to stay in this marriage with me? We know that knowledge doesn't benefit us unless we take action. In turning your marriage around, you might want to try the following. Number one, deal with past failure. Don't ignore it, but look at yourself and where you were at fault, not your partner. Bring your indiscretions and major mistakes to the attention of your partner. Admit it, discuss ways to repair and what you will and will not do in the future to prevent against your failings. In other words, you're taking responsibility and being accountable for your contributions to the challenges of your marriage. Number two, check and change your attitude. 
Attitude can make a difference in how you experience the seasons of your marriage. Discover and speak each other's primary love language. Use tools for empathic listening. Look on my website, find some methods, and post notes in your home on a wall or a bulletin board. Number five, help your spouse succeed. What can you do to help your spouse get one step closer to a fulfilling dream or goal? When you make someone else happy and help them be productive, you end up being happy. Number six, maximize your differences and determine how they best fit together. Don't minimize your differences or ignore what unique qualities your spouse can bring to your relationship. Number seven, accept your spouse's positive influence. You've heard me talk about this several times, especially in the Sound Relationship House series last year. When you feel as if there's no hope, it's easy to get discouraged. If your spouse has made no change in the past, it doesn't mean that things can't change in the future. With new techniques, a change of heart, a change of attitude, or a deep desire to turn things around, there is tremendous hope. Your attitude and behavior constantly influence your spouse for better or for worse. If you want to make changes, you need to be consistent with techniques you are trying. Coaching can keep you on track. The decision to try is often the hardest step and it opens up vulnerability. So don't let the fear of being vulnerable and exposed to your partner hold you back. In fact, most couples who find themselves in a stuck situation have a secret inner world that they don't share with their partner. As long as you're breathing, you can make changes. The farmer who doesn't plant the seed doesn't reap a harvest. What if past hurts are so deep, but the spouses can't seem to address them, even if motivated? Bondage to emotional past and present difficulties can thwart your best efforts. Lack of awareness and knowing what to do and how to do it can make people feel like giving up. A skilled professional can help you navigate the process unravel the entanglements, and provide hope. Some people have friends who are in the fall or winter stage of their marriage. What can they do to help friends? I recommend marriage enrichment programs. Couples could attend a conference or marriage program once a year through your church, in your community. Look online, go away together, even for a night or half of a day to reconnect and talk. Couples could read a book together and share. The main point is to do things that will lead to more intimacy. We need to view our relationship as a team. Don't divide over your differences, but delight in them. Don't blame, but reclaim your relationship. We might have different expectations and different perceptions of what a happy, successful marriage is, but it's our duty and obligation to work at a marriage that needs life infused into it. Visit marriagecoachlynn.com and check the resources section for techniques for troubled marriages. Do just one thing, one thing that might have an effect on turning things around. What will you do? I hope you'll decide to make your marriage great.